Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by my host, co-founder, I was going to say better half, but lesser half, Craig McDonald. He's like, this up, bad. Everybody knows. <laughs> so today we wanted to talk about booze, grog, alcohol, and... Shout that- out to all of our uh, US clients who just celebrated their uh, July 4th uh, weekend <laughs> of drinking too much and blowing shit up. <laughs> Happy July 4th. And, and look, if you've followed me for a while, you know that I used to drink a lot, like a lot from the age of like, oh, in school. I remember mum and dad would go away and I stayed at my friend Nicole's house and we broke into the house and had this massive party. Just got shit-faced, trashed the whole house. I was in so much trouble. I remember they came home early and we were walking back to the house and I could see dad, like they had this like four-wheel drive and the boat on the back and I could see it in the driveway. And you know when you just like stomach feel sick and (laughs) yeah like (laughs) the dread like i'm fucked (laughs) so um what happened actually did you walk in and what what oh i just felt i was in so much trouble like you start crying because i can't even i can't remember i just remember the sickness feeling you know that sinking feeling when you know you're in the shit (laughs) basically that yeah, but so I I really, I actually really like alcohol. I like the way it makes you feel. Um, you know, I think for a long time, though, I use it as a coping mechanism and I'd undereat and then binge drink and, you know, I love drugs too, anything to get high, you know. I love that high, out of control, get loose feeling. Um, don't, don't drink so much anymore. Just honestly, the reason I don't drink so much anymore is because you just feel so shit the next day. Like I just can't deal with the, with the hangover and the shit sleep. And, you know, I think a lot of women too struggle with alcohol and I'm not saying that you should never drink. Cause I still drink. Like I had a couple of cocktails on the weekend with our friends were here for lunch and it was amazing. I just don't have 50,000 cocktails, but we get asked all the time, you know, can you drink alcohol and still reach, I guess your fat loss goals and i guess technically the answer is yes because you can but <laughs> craig's just death staring me no you can't <laughs> well let's maybe quickly before we dive. Yeah, thanks in. for listening everybody and have a great day yeah, yeah. that's it that's a quick one from us um but so let's just talk about like the effects that at first of all alcohol has on the body so alcohol is a toxin which means that it has to go through the liver to be broken down and eliminated um, but this process really does deplete the liver of B vitamins and, and electrolytes. So it's a bit, bit stressful on the old mm-hmm. liver. And obviously it doesn't really provide any nutritional value apart from making you feel fucking amazing. Um, but that's not nutritional value, obviously. And it's very estrogenic. So it actually impairs your liver's ability to detoxify estrogen. Yep. Um, and, you know, even just a few beers or wines can increase your estrogen levels um, over the next 12, 24 hours. So like, you know, if you're anything like me, even if I have a few drinks, I can still feel it the next day, even after a few. And I think probably also it actually affects your sleep. So you don't get that deep, what is it, stage, the deep sleep? Yep, the REM sleep and the deep sleep. Yeah, yep. when you drink alcohol. So you might go to sleep very easily, um, but it, you're not getting that good deep, deep sleep. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think it can also impact your digestive tract as well. So like... 
it's probably like anything, drinking alcohol isn't really going to give you any benefit in terms of health benefit, but it is enjoyable. And I guess it's all the thing of matter of moderation and drinking, you know, I I think occasionally rather than going, I'm never going to drink again. If you like, like Craig doesn't drink at all. Really? Hey, like you never drink. You don't like drinking, but I will have. I just don't like it. Yeah. I just, I just, I just don't like it. But I still drink sometimes. So let's talk about, so it's it's calories, right? So technically, like, let's say if you're tracking your food and you wanted to have a few drinks, how would you track that? And Because you have to obviously factor it into your calories still. Yes. So how would you do that? Yeah, so alcohol is essentially the fourth macronutrient. So we've got protein, carbs, and fats and alcohol. So alcohol has uh, seven calories per one gram. Um, so kind of like fat, you know, like you overeat fat, your calories get blown out very, very quickly. And it's very easy to overeat on fat. Very similarly, if you're, you're in a social situation, it's quite easy to overconsume alcohol. So seven calories per gram. And then generally, you know, depending on the, the particular beverage you're having, it's going to be combined with, you know, potentially something else, you know, obviously different wines are going to have, you know, higher carb counts from, from sugar. You know, if you have something like, uh, you know, like a scotch and Coke, obviously you've got the Coke on there and different things. So there's the, and, and the alcohol consumption, it's just, it's going to be different depending on the, the, the particular drink. So if we look at, you know, light beers compared to heavy beers, and then, you know, if you're somebody like Kitty, when she's having a good time, she loves to have a cocktail that has multiple different alcohols in it and different <laughs> things like that's a lot of calories, especially some of those ones that you, you get. What's the one that you, you had the other day with the, uh, Mojito. Mojito. Right. It doesn't have multiple alcohols in it. Yeah, okay. It doesn't have much alcohol. It just had lots of fruit and it looked like it looked big and yeah. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like there's a lot of different. It wasn't like that fishbowl thing that I made you drink the first time we met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the first time I met Craig, I was also taking drugs as well. Like I was just being a loose cannon and um. I as a fucking kite. Oh, so bad. This is back in my bad days when I was bad, <laughs> and um, we were at where were we? It was in the valley. What was that place called? Alfred, Alfred and Constance. That's it. Yeah, it was with this friend yeah, of ours who introduced us. And um, I was hammered and I was making Craig. I bought this. They've got these like huge. This wasn't at the start of the night, by the way. This was <laughs> kind of progressively over. But when I did meet her first at the start of the night, she was high as a kite. Anyway, keep yeah. Going. So I bought this big fishbowl because I really like rummy drinks. And I'm like, oh, you have to help me drink this. And poor old Craig just never drinks. And he was just smashed, weren't you? And then well, we I, I think I think I was there because it was was going to be a longer night, and usually when I'd go out, I, would, I don't stay out that often. So I was like, oh, I'll just have a couple of beers and just you know whatever, fuck it, sort of thing. So I was practically sober, you know. And then all of a sudden, he's <laughs> she orders this thing, classic kitty. She orders this thing. He's like, I'm not going to be able to drink that. You got to help me drink it. And, and I told him, <laughs> I'm, sta- I'm standing there watching this this bar guy just like pour all of these different alcohol like he's just standing there and tipping them upside down and it's going into this giant bucket and then he lights it on fire and sticks two straws in it and kitty's like you got to help me drink this and i'm like is this fucking gasoline what is going on here and uh so i drank it and by the time we got to the bottom of that i i, I couldn't see i was falling over i could fucking steps at that stage yeah barely walk i was wearing these high heel boots and i told him about 10 times that i wasn't gonna have sex with him that night I guess what happened at the end of the night. Game over after the third yeah. bed. Um, so yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> night. Um, but anyway, getting, getting yeah, back, back to the the alcohol. So so obviously, if you're 
trying to lose body fat, let's, I'm just going to make some numbers up here. So you've got 2000 calories and that's a deficit for you, a calorie deficit. So if you want to go out and have some drinks, obviously you've got to subtract some fat and carbs to fit the alcohol in. So you're probably going to be pretty hungry. Yes. And so you have to have good willpower and you're going to sleep like shit. And like, it makes you want to eat shit food as well. It's harder to make good choices. So it's possible, but it's probably not the smartest thing. And it does make it harder for you to stick to nutrition plan, I think. Yeah. So I I think if you're in a fat loss, you know, um, phase and your your goal is to to lose fat as efficiently as possible, because, you know, when I ask clients, I'm like, do you want to lose fat as quickly as possible? You know, that's sustainable as best as it can be or as slow as possible, everyone says, oh, I want to lose as quickly as possible. So I'm like, well, don't put yourself in situations where that is going to be compromised. So mm-hmm. when you've only got so many calories to play with when you're in a, in a caloric deficit, given that alcohol has no nutrient value and is very expensive, it's not a very smart option to consume when you're in that phase. And given that, obviously, when you're in a muscle gain phase, you have a few more calories, but boy, oh boy, it just doesn't go that far. So I think it's just really important to understand that, you know, if you, you have a night out with friends, you go out to dinner, you have a few wines or whatever, you know, it's going to be really hard to understand how many calories are going in depending on what you're drinking. But I think, you know, to, to make some points. So alcohol, like it does inha- inhibit fat burning during its metabolism because the body's got to work so hard in order for it to, to burn through it because it is a poison. Your body's like, what the fuck is this? And, and basically any anabolic effect that you've had from like a training session that day will be put on hold to basically your body will just go, okay, we've got to prioritize getting rid of this, this poison. So there has been a bit of research on people who have, or on athletes that have trained, um, uh, you know, created a training effect from that session that day, drunk alcohol that night, and then they've done it the next week where they've done the same session without the alcohol and they've seen a difference in, in fat free mass. All right, so it does inhibit you know, your ability to stay in an anabolic environment, which is what's building muscle. Um, And it does inhibit fat burning during its metabolism, but it does not affect fat balance over like a 24 hour period. So basically if your goal is fat loss, alcohol will only technically cause weight gain over that 24 hour period. If you consume it in excess of the caloric needs in order for you to create that caloric deficit. So it would be no different in you going out and having a, a pizza on a Saturday night and blowing out your macros for the week and you gain weight. So it's going to have the same effect. It's just too many calories for what you need to, to, to lose body weight. So therefore it's, it's, you know, creating a problem if that's the phase that you're actually in. And the issue is it's like, it wouldn't be so bad if you overeat on more nutrient dense foods, but as we've mentioned, alcohol has no nutrients, nothing does nothing. And it's just kind of kicking you in the liver more than anything else, you know? So, you know, again, we've just got to prioritize, you know, when it goes about. So, you know, I think moderate amount, moderate amounts of alcohol, if we were to put a number on it, about 10% of like calories, you know, like considering that alcohol is a macronutrient on its own, plus the carbohydrates that are usually associated with it. Um, it, it doesn't seem like from a bit of the research, it doesn't seem to like impair your fat loss if you can still maintain and adjust your food for the rest of the day to, yeah. to, to still hit. And you think that's going to be fall off the wagon really, hey? Yeah, so but they have to few drinks like, oh, I'm feeling a bit hungry. I'm like going to eat some shit food. You know, like you've got to be really strong. And <laughs> yeah, but that's but that's the thing. When they when they've done a number a number of these different um studies, basically like they generally just determine that like alcohol will increase our appetite, lead to yeah. higher food intake when combined with 
generally poor quality food choices like pizza or like you know the the dirty hot dogs at the end of night hot dogs I need a hot dog Craig Craig oh my god I'm so hungry I need a hot dog I need one like, <laughs> like this or is New York five pizza um and then just because of that you know like it's it's lowering that inhibition so your ability to make smart choices and we've all made some really dipshit choices when we've been pissed sure there was a time I used to do this um, so it, it all kind of compounds. You, you're making poor food choices, plus the the, uh, the 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 alcohol being nutrient devoid, plus just not understanding actually how much extra calories you're consuming. Plus, it's going to affect your sleep, you know, and then that's going to inhibit potentially the next few days in in the way you train, which would then um, lead to a like lower lean body mass effect going on because your training performances are down. So directly, does it impact? impair fat loss no if you're still within your caloric deficit but it's the aftermath of all of these other things that can potentially happen that can really push you back for a week and you know it only takes like you said up to 10 percent of uh, total calories that's not much much. if you're at 2000 calories it might be two drinks hey two drinks you know what i mean even, even from my own anecdotal experience from what this is worth like when we used to run the gym you know, and, and the way I used to do it, like clients would come in um, earlier in the week, I would do all the skin folds with them to sort of see how they're tracking. And then we would do the session. And I, I vividly remember um, my client, Brett, um, you know, one of my, my, my first clients I ever had, uh, he was accountant and he kind of liked to you know, get loose a little bit on the weekends, uh, worked in the city and all that sort of stuff. And he, he went on a really good, like, it was like, you know, like 10 weeks where he was just not doing any of that body composition was changing, you know, skin folds were going down, training performances were going up, everything was on point. And then he had this one night where he had like six beers for like a, I don't know, some event anyway, six beers. And he came in on the Monday and he was, I remember he was supposed to push the 35 kilo dumbbells for 12 reps to hit a PB through recomposer. And he got four. And it was like, oh. it was, it was a dramatic drop off, you know? And, you know, back then I was just like, alcohol causes poor training performance. It totally and, does. And it does. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't because it was directly, it was because he didn't get home till 3 a.m., he ate some poor food. He slept in a lot longer the next day. He was underfed. The next day he was at work, still dragging his feet, you know, and it just has this compounding effect. And, and we, we would train twice a week, start the week and the end of the week. And even by the end of the week, he was barely just catching up to training numbers. He did only seven days prior. So it's, again, if it's just a matter of priority, where you're at in terms of what you're trying to achieve at this point in time, if you're, if you're, your focus is fat loss, body composition, muscle gain, and to be to me making that overall body composition change to be as best as it possibly can. Just fuck it right off until you finish that, because I'm yeah. in every single case, it always leads to poor performance and a and a poor outcome, and it can really derail people psychologically because they're just like, well, this is what I've always done, and having to give it up and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, look, I understand that, but look at the look at the numbers, look at the data, look at your training performance, look how your sleep's going. Like, it's so obvious. And you I do feel better when you when you feel so much better. But I mean, this is this is one of the reasons why I just stopped drinking a long time ago because yeah. I got to a point for me personally where. I was trying to make progress, but I was that guy who was good Monday to Friday, but then I was going out on the weekend and getting shit faced with my mates. And I loved it, but I was making no progress. Over two years, I made no progress because it was like almost every weekend we would be going out. And it wasn't until I just went, well, it wasn't until actually, you know, Damon from 
who, from Recomposer, who was, who was my first coach, who basically gave me this same speech. And he's like, just do it for like the next eight weeks and let's see what we can do. And I made more progress in that eight fucking weeks than I did in the previous two years. Yeah, and like we're not saying don't ever drink. Like there's a difference between someone who drinks, you know, a couple of glasses a week to someone who's drinking every single day or, you know, like, or even, I mean, I don't even drink a couple of glasses a week. I think it just, you've got to go, you've got to have acceptance. I think if you want to do it and you're not making the progress you want, you've got to accept that. Yes. You know, like you can't be whinging about it and moaning about it. You know, it's, but if you're fine, if you're happy, if it's not impeding, impacting your goals and you want to drink, drink, you know. Well, I'm yet to see that. <laughs> I'm yet to see that after all of these years. Yeah. When someone can have alcohol and still get like what, what, yeah. a, what a, an acceptable result would be over a seven day period. It's never as good as it could be. And it's just, you know, and I kind of, you know, to a lot of my clients, I've probably beaten the drum a little bit with this, but I'm just like, if this is important to you, it's not going to be the end of the world if you just don't do it. And at some point you need to draw the line in the fucking sand and tell your friends or tell your people, hey, I'm just not going to drink tonight. Can I just have a fucking soda water? Can I just have a sparkling mineral water? Or can I have a Coke? Because I know I can fit that in. People sometimes are not going to understand this because sometimes it's a reflection of what they're doing and they know sometimes they probably should back it off and whatever and it kind of just triggers them a little bit. But who gives a shit about them? This is about you, right? If those goals are important, just say no. If they're true friends, they'll understand. And if they don't, tell them to fuck off. Like it's it's okay, right? You've got a goal. And if you constantly are just not being prepared to do what it takes to get there, you'll just be more frustrated than you've ever been. You'll just spin your fucking tires over and over and over. And you'll get more and more frustrated. And you'll get to this point where you're just like, I just feel like I've wasted all this time and whatever. And it all just come back to you just taking ownership of that and having that strong conversation with a few people and just going for this period of time, I'm just not going to do it. It's not a big deal. right? There's plenty of time to do it once you get to your goal, but just fucking get to your goal first. Yeah. And then I think once you stop doing it, you won't want to do it as much anymore because you'll just end up feeling so good and you'll realize that you feel so rubbish. It's the sleep. I think for me, that's the worst. I don't like the no sleep, the shitty sleep when you just feel pretty rubbish. So yeah, so that's it, guys. Can you drink and reach your fat loss goals? That's how technically you can, yeah. but in reality, it's very, very rare. To it's, see. And it's difficult. It makes it hard. And make it easy for yourself. You want to set yourself up for success. I think yeah. make it easy. Well, thanks again, Craig. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, as always, you know, please rate and review the podcast or the podcast this episode. And you can rate and review us as many times as you like. And for your chance to win a tub of Saturay Premium Collagen, take a screenshot of the review and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. And each month I pick a winner from someone who's shared and they get that tub uh, of collagen. And um, we'll be back next week. Bye.